Hey peeps, welcome to another episode of Nominingas. It has been a while, but we are back at it. And what a great way to start again. On this episode, I get to talk with my friend Roger Sanchez, who is an advocate for the banning of conversion therapy in this country. Currently, it's only banned in 19 states out of 50, so that is very little states. Roger himself is a survivor of conversion therapy, and I am beyond grateful that he was willing to talk to me about his experience and also some other achievement along the way. Really good episode, friends. I really hope you have a listen. Also, thank you so much for your support. You're at the top of my list cause I'm always thinking of you. I still remember in the days when I was scared to touch you up. How I spent my day dreaming, planning how to say I love you. You must have known that So my mom, so there was two high schools. There was Reseda High and Cleveland High. And one was a public school, and the other one was... It was public school, but, like, it was a magnet school, so mm-hmm. it was a little different. Yeah. Um, and, like I said before, the, you know, Cleveland High was predominantly Jewish and Korean, um, and it was different part of the valley. And then Reseda High was predominantly Black and Latino. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, she sent, you know, my sister to the magnet school because she didn't want her to end up pregnant. Oh, no. Because that's what... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what happens. Like, that's the mentality that my mom had. And then. But I mean, it's true, though. I yeah. Mean, my high school had a daycare. So. Yeah. There was. Yeah. Receda yeah, High had so. one, too. And then she sent me when it came time for me to go. I was going to go to that high school. But mm-hmm. later she told us she sent me there because she didn't want me to become a gangster. And I was like, I'm not. Because <laughs> I, I was already femme and like right. in a lot of ways. And then people, you know, they, you know, when people made fun of me, they would call me gay and different things like that. I was like. No gang member wanted me. <laughs> right. Like, they didn't want me. They weren't trying to initiate me. <laughs> like, it wasn't a thing. Well, at least not the way you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, ready for <laughs> Initiate. <laughs> I thought I did have a crush on one, and I was like, ooh, child. Me amo la smiley. Well, babyface29. Remember those email addresses? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My, I think mine was like his uh, back home. My parents like my my nickname is Eddie, so everybody called me Eddie. So okay. I, mine was like Eddie Charm Boy Twenty Two. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Mine was just basic. It was like smart crazy Joe. <laughs> so because my first name's Jose, mm-hmm. but I go by Roger. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I went by my middle name because my first name was Hector, and I went by Eddie because my dad's name was Hector, and I was like, I don't want to be Hector because okay. there's already one in the family, you know? Oh, okay. And I didn't want to be Junior either. Oh, I didn't like Junior. No. Because no. my dad's name is Jose, and people want to call you Junior, and I was like, well, that's not my name. No, and then actually, my grandpa, he wanted to call me Torito. And I was like, I was like a chubby kid. So can you imagine like a chubby kid going around <laughs> being called Torito? Oh, my God. That's horrible. Ugh. But my mom, my mom knew better. She was like, no. She's like, no, para nada. All right. So back to high school. Um, so, and actually, so I do want to talk about this. So you, um, so you, you went through conversion therapy. Yeah. And uh, so now you're a huge, you're not an advocate for it. You're an advocate against it. But like you do, you, you speak about it. 
yeah publicly so i so i speak about so i went through conversion therapy and what it is um if there's people that don't know what it is because i do get that question conversion therapy is uh trying to change someone's um sexual orientation or gender identity so for me it was i'm gay i'm a gay man homosexual i'm attracted to men and what conversion therapy that try to do is to change that to try to make me attracted to women which is impossible like, <laughs> um like if the if you know if i the kinsky scale i'm like all the way yeah. you know gay yeah, yeah well yeah. i don't know what number how the kinsky scale works what numbers what mm-hmm. but i'm the gay one yeah. <laughs> like like to the max right so what so because my thing is so growing up mormon in 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 lds community is very tight-knit community mm-hmm. like they do help each other they support each other but it's when you're part of the community Mm, if okay. at any point you leave or they kick you out, that's it. Like, yeah, you are no longer part of that community. Wow. So my parents, you know, growing up, I went. So every morning before school, we would have like seminario, seminary, mm-hmm. where we would like go to church before we went to high school. Every morning? Every morning. Like there was like a church, oh um, a congregation there. So a lot of the high school kids would go there to the high school you live close by. And you would have, like, at 6 a.m., you would have class up to 6.45, like, a Bible study, Book of Mormon study, and then you go to class. So, essentially, like, those kids were in your high school. Yeah. So, those who you, who are you became close to. Right. So, you, I became close to, you know, people that were Mormon. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that so, was... So, I guess, so how did it, so, like, did somebody tell on you, like... Like no, you- so I was kind of dealing. So I, so you start preparing for your mission, mm-hmm. and this, you know, I was old. You know, I was getting, you know, senior year. Yeah, and you start, you have to start thinking about your mission because it's like a rite of passage, serving a two Mormon missionary where you mm. go knocking doors and stuff like that. Yes. So, um, you know, for some who are into it, you can find some stuff on Pornhub. But <laughs> <laughs> you really can. Though. But true confession, I've looked at it. <laughs> I have friends that are into it. I didn't know about it until someone brought it up. I was like, oh, that's a thing. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Although when I was on my mission, I'm just like, okay, that's <laughs> another time. <laughs> but um, so you did it for free. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, where was I? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Is a Pornhub? Yeah, <laughs> right. Your mission. Yeah, so I was getting ready for the mission. <laughs> yeah. And I hadn't dealt with it. I mm, was okay. so I the first time I like it was brought up like it, but it was just not acknowledged or just dismissed was mm-hmm. when I was fourteen. Is the first time I came up. So my dad was a bishop, and people confess things to him, and people tell him things. Mm-hmm. So there was somebody in in my in in my church congregation. Who apparently he he the person's gay like I would have to say it or bi I don't know so they confessed that they you know they had had relationships with another boy so this you know I'm talking like high school age mm-hmm. boys here and he confessed it to my dad so then my dad in a way I I feel like in a way my dad was like the universe was trying to help him like help me but he just went the other way uh, so mm-hmm. when this kid was like confessing his sins to my you know because my dad was a bishop yeah confessing his sins. My dad saw me. Oh. Like, when he, like, he saw this boy, he saw yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, and then, so my dad, that night, he's like, hey, Mijo, can I talk to you? So I was like, sure, what's going on? And he wasn't very, like, that. He wasn't, 
good at the way of asking me if I'm gay. So the way he did it is he's like, can I ask you a question? I was like, and it, it, it's all, I hate that when people say, hey, can I ask you something? Because <laughs> he was always going to be like, are you gay? <laughs> and then, and like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, he's going to ask me if I'm gay. But my dad goes and asks me, have you ever gone down on, on, on another boy? Like, <laughs> I mean, he, he literally said, he went. <laughs> he just, so he's hot porn now. <laughs> <laughs> right? So he just straight up went there. And as a kid, like, I, I was in shock. I was, I was like, yeah. I got mad. I was like, how dare you ask me that? Like, <laughs> I will never do that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gay. And and then I just kind of stormed off. Mm-hmm. And he didn't talk about it. And the next time, and then like a few years, like I think I was like one or two years, I was 16, junior year. One of my sister's best friends knew I loved J-Lo. And, you know, I was like, you know, I love J-Lo. I, yeah, well, you're I, only human. <laughs> I, idol- I And I idolized her. And a lot of people thought that I was like, in love with J-Lo. like sexually like yeah. attracted to J-Lo and I was like no I wanted to be J-Lo like <laughs> I wanted to be J-Lo like, yeah. like I wanted no, no, no. To... I am J-Lo yeah I wanted to be the one seen next to Ja Rule like I was yeah. back when he was you know something right <laughs> yeah so um her friend gave me like all these pictures of J-Lo like very like provocative like you know yeah she cheese out everything yeah and I was like oh gee <laughs> thanks so I just kind of shoved it under my bed. I didn't really like. Right. That was like my place. I would throw trash. Right. <laughs> so my mom's cleaning my room and she finds these images. Uh-huh. And she tells my dad. And my dad talks to me and goes, hey, so your mom found those images. So you know that, you know, we don't look at like you look at that. You know, we respect women. And I was like, uh-huh. Just don't do it again. Okay. And I was like, okay. And that was it. And I knew something was up because if it was any of my brothers, uh-huh. they would have been grounded. They would have been like very disciplined. Ah, uh, but you weren't. Oh, you weren't punished. Yeah. So oh, my dad was probably no. like, oh, he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> like happy. Like, oh, he's looking at girls. God like, bless Jay, <laughs> <laughs> So he, you know, he was really loving J-Lo. Like, oh, my God. So I think that kind of like uh-huh. took some of that away. Yeah. But, you know, I was st- like, and I, I did have a girlfriend in high school. Like, it wasn't like, yeah, it was hard because she always wanted to kiss. And I was like, well, you know, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> or I would, she was like, she was like, oh, you don't want to like, you know, do stuff. And I was like, you know, I want to wait till marriage. Mm-hmm. And all her friends told her like, boy, he's gay. Like, well, boy's <laughs> going to say he wants to wait for marriage. <laughs> Although, you know, I'm sure there is some that want to wait. Yeah, but, yeah. but. <laughs> I mean, there is. There, there is. is. They but, just turn out to be gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, then, you know, when I was getting ready, you know, I'm, you know, pushing 18 here. Mm-hmm. And I told my bishop, hey, I'm dealing with this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Like, and I didn't call it gay. I, I, I used the term that they use, which is same sex attraction. Ah. So you would be like, I have same sex attraction. Um, in a form like saying you have something yeah. that can be taken away. Like yeah. you don't say I have gay or I have lesbian. You don't say that. because the same sex attraction. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because it's okay. who you are. Mm-hmm. It's like Soy in a Star, you know. <laughs> I like, have SSA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's SSA. Some people say SSA. They call it SSA. Oh, okay. Like that's the thing. I have SSA. Like that's the thing. Like, like go to the like Mormon communities and they call it SSA. Interesting. Wow. I'm like, do you know, does he have SSA? <laughs> so, you know, and then he recommended conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, you know, thought it was a good idea. And I like trust, like you have to understand, like I trusted these people. Yeah. Like 
And you think your parents, like a lot of times your parents do have your, their best interest at heart and things like that. Yeah. And I, you know, I trusted my bishop. He like, he yeah. got along with my siblings. He like, you know, helped my family. So I, I genuinely thought he was trying to help you. Trying to help me. Yeah. So I, I consented. I was like, okay. If it's, cause growing up, I tell people convergent therapy is not just something that, uh, you know, a licensed therapist does, you know, it's just, it's. Anytime somebody told you that gay, that being gay is wrong, um, any a bishop, a parent, you went through conversion therapy. If you grew up, mm-hmm. if you grew up hearing that, you went through it, and it's traumatic. Yeah. So I tell people that you didn't have to meet with somebody to have gone through conversion therapy. You yeah. could have gone through it at your church, in mm-hmm. your home, at school, with your peers. Mm-hmm. If at any point someone told you gay is wrong, yeah, or they try to change you, or that you should. That it's a phase. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went through it. Yeah, see? Actually, oh, my God. Actually, one time, I remember, I took my best friend to my brother's birthday party. My brother was, like, turning, like, six or seven, and I asked my best friend to come with me. And she did. And uh, my mom was like, you introduce, introduce Diane to your grandma. And I was like, why? Like, you know... And she's like, just do it. And I was like, Diane, you have to meet my grandma. And, and she was like, why? And I was <laughs> like, because my parents are making me. And she's like, do they think I'm your girlfriend? And I was like, no, I just think they hope that you are. <laughs> so she was like, all right, fine. So like, I introduced her to everybody. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And she just, she fucking loved it, though. She was, she was like, a sport about it. Right. Okay. She thought it was hilarious, but she loved it. And then the next day, my mom was like, Oh, your grandma was so happy that you introduced her to to Diane. And I was like, Mom, you do realize that she's like my best friend, right? Like you do you have to acknowledge that. That and she didn't care. So she was just really happy. Yeah. So I don't know. There was some delusion there, but you know, that's a whole other topic. No, I love it, you, yeah. mom, because she's probably like the girl on fuck talking about me, talking trash. <laughs> <laughs> I do love you though. <laughs> no, no, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just that it's that hope that parents have. And I think that's what my parents, that hope that mm-hmm. my parents had. Yeah. And so when I went through it, so I met with, you know, there's people that did were tortured, you know, physically. I, it, mine wasn't that, wasn't, you know, physical torture. Um, I Thank know, God. you know, doing my, you know, without Fred Minnesota here, um, I've been doing a lot of work with conversion therapy. So there is people, survivors who have gone through torture um, and who have shared their stories. And it's, it's hard, it's hard, it's, uh, it's it's yeah it's hard to hear or yeah. to you know see the videos that they put out talking about their story. Um, for me, it was very men- it's a lot it's a lot, it was a lot of mind games that they played with me. So mm-hmm. it was so they the first and you you're talking you feel like you're talking to a professional you feel like you're talking to an adult you're talking you are you're talking to an adult who yeah. has a degree who has a has a, a piece of paper diploma on his wall mm-hmm. who give, that gives him credentials. So yeah. you think, hey, this guy is here to help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in the right place. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing they do is they, they want you to talk about yourself. They ask you all these questions. They pry into your childhood, everything. Mm-hmm. And you, 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 I divulge everything. Like, I just yeah. spilled it all. Like, this is who I am. This is my childhood. These are my parents. These are my siblings. And then they use that against you of course they do so then for me is so i was picked on Mm -hmm. um in elementary school and then in junior high and then senior year not so much Mm -hmm. senior year kind of stopped and i think it stopped because i started hanging out with all the girls 
So then, like, they kind of, like, came to my defense. Mm-hmm. So they kind of protected. Sh- yeah. In a way, they shielded me. Does that make yep. any sense? Yep, it does. So, like, sometimes guys would say something, and the girls were like, you need to, like, go somewhere. And then they would go off on them and then kind of protect me. Right. So it kind of, it still happened once in a while. Like, in classroom, they would yeah. say something. Like, I punched one guy once. Really? Yeah. Wow. Junior year, he was just saying all this stuff. He's like, hey, do you want to suck my dick? And, like, all that. And I just, I don't know what happened. I just went. <laughs> popped him one and I just left the classroom my sister, my teacher was like <laughs> I don't know what happened like I just punched and left wow. and you know what I didn't get in trouble he didn't get in trouble and I think it's because I think she understood yeah what was happening she understood that he deserved so it. and that he you know he picked on me so she yeah, saw yeah. that and I, and I feel like she didn't really I'm glad she didn't you know punish me but like I shouldn't have been punished but I feel like she knew what was happening and yeah. she really didn't step in yeah so, but um but yeah, so this he's so I was picked on in junior high, and then he says, so when you were going to puberty, he tells me, you know, you wanted to be you wanted to be part of the boys, and you wanted to be with the boys. That when you went through puberty, your body changed, that it confused you, to think that it's an attraction, but you're not really attracted to the boys. You just want to be a part of them, and that's what confused you. And I I believe that that. Fucked me up for like a while because I'm sure like, I really thought that was that was it. I was like, yeah. So he would want to make me, you know, you need to like start hanging out with more guys. Stop hanging out with all just girls. You need to hang and out that's with, supposed to help, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so hang out with. But he would say, you know, more heterosexual men. Like I was like, okay, right, right. So and then for me, like getting ready to go on a mission for me, it was hanging out with the Mormon missionaries. So right. like the. Right, right, right. The male Mormon missionary. So I would go to preach with them mm-hmm. and things like that. And then, um, so I would do sessions regularly with, yeah. with this, this man. And it, it just, there's some parts that I blocked off, like that I tap into, but it's, yeah, it's hard. Uh, I think I'm okay now talking about it just because I've shared my story so many times and, mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten help. I still have... Ni- I think the last nightmare I had was like three months ago where I'm getting dragged away. Oh, no. Like, it's like... They're like... They're like... It's just someone's taking me and I know where they're taking me. It's weird. Like, in your mind, you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But in your dream, like... So, sometimes I had nightmares, but... Yeah. But then I wake up and then my partner's next to me and I'm like, oh, all is well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because when I was little... um, Because I grew up Catholic, but... A lot of my nightmares were uh, where I would be taken away. And the person that was taking me away was Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Like, I would have multiple. I mean, it was like multiple nightmares. Like, Jesus would come and take me away. And he would take me away from my parents. And for a while, I was was afraid to go inside a church because I was so scared. And then the funny part is, though, when I would dream about the devil, the devil was always my friend. (laughs) Like, always. He was always my friend. He would, like, torture everyone else but me. Ooh, and then of course I would wake up like oh my god <laughs> even more scared so like either way religion was really scary for me growing up well I bet because I know in Catholicism they like you know in the churches I've been to they have like a huge crucifix <laughs> like what in the yeah. front like he's I mean, like huge <laughs> like he's right there like. yeah like humongous <laughs> and um yeah so yeah religion for me was really scary growing okay. up and um and I mean, actually, to be honest with you, like, I still have nightmares every now and then. Yeah. And it's always the same. Like, Jesus, God is always, like, the enemy. He's always the villain. 
And yeah, the devil is always still my friend. Mm-hmm. It's always when I, because I, I'm, what do you guys do? Like, I still fear the devil, but it's always when I'm awake, but never when I'm asleep. Interesting. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's interesting you say that, you know, like, you know, like you probably went through conversion therapy, like you didn't even know it. And just thinking about it, like, yeah, I probably did. Yeah. And I just had no idea. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's, there's a, I think, I, oh, I wish I could find, I wish I would have saved it. I saw it on Instagram where mm-hmm. someone said, today somebody is going to, uh, uh, someone's going to meet with a therapist for the first time and they are going to talk about their childhood, you know, trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And today a child will be saved. In a way, talking about like you know you're gonna meet that that person, mm-hmm. and for me, I think when I went, started going to you know real therapy, <laughs> not yeah. fake pseudoscience, <laughs> I was able to do that. I was able to connect with with you know that mm-hmm. you know that kid that who who was me who kind of yeah. Um, sometimes I wish I could look back and be like, "Girl, it's gonna be okay, honey." Like, <laughs> yeah. you're sometimes, and, and it's it's hard when you go through it in religion and machismo, especially in the Latino community, like Ugh, in machismo yeah. and the religion. On top of that, it was hard because for the longest time, you're told like, you know, you need a man up, you can't act femme. Like, I I was told by my dad a lot of times, like, don't say that, don't do that. Like, don't, why do you walk like that? Mm-hmm, like to the same. point where I when I would walk home. I would absorb observe boys for um the way you know other things, but <laughs> the way they walked. Yeah. Like I would see how they would walk. Uh-huh. And they would walk slower. And then just kinda yeah. and I would, you know, mimic their steps. And then just to kind of get because I had a sway when I would walk, you know, like the mm-hmm. hips bounce out. I, I thought I was on the runway. Like right. but I changed that. It was um and it does change you because you know, for me, I like people talk about how I was when I was little, you know, yeah. age I don't remember that I was happy kid. I was, you know, I love to dance. I love to, you know, do all these things like mm-hmm. and I was very femme. Like, I, yeah. you know, I'd like to play with all kinds of toys, the dolls, like. But then when you're told you can't do that, you can't play with that, you can't you need to play with this. It, it kind of makes you. It changes the world for you. It makes you sad. It takes that. It makes you so sad. Because it takes, yeah. they take your rainbow away. They do. They, they do really take your, do. <laughs> they, they, they take your rainbow away. Like I did read a meme like, well, years ago, but it, you know, it's like, don't, don't be your child's first bully. Yeah. You know, which I mean, like, again, I love my parents, but yeah, they were, they were my first bully. Cause yeah. they, they took away my happiness. They took away my joy. Yeah. And it takes years find, you know, getting it back, you know? No, no, it yeah, and yeah. for some people it's a lifetime. Yeah, for them to get it back. But when you talk about um, trying to mimic the machismoism because everybody tells you that you can't be femme, for me, I, yeah, same thing. Yeah, but I I couldn't ever mimic though, even though I I would try, but it just it wasn't happening. Like I just yeah, it it just I looked ridiculous. And, yeah. like people would even make fun of me when I would try to act butch because I just I looked ridiculous. Yeah. You know? But what's really what really bothered me or what's really bothersome looking back is that it wasn't just um, my family telling me that I should be more masculine. It was also my gay friends that were telling me that I need to be more butch because they were like, if you ever want to be in a relationship, you have to be more butch because no guy wants to be with a feminine guy because gay men are attracted to men. Yeah, and that was, and I mean that stuck for forever. And like I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be single forever because I'm so feminine. And um, 
I'm not gonna lie, there are a ton of gay men that have that mentality, you yeah. know. But at you know nowadays, I'm like, well, I don't really, yeah. I'm not attracted to you anyway. Yeah, because like being super machismo is actually a turnoff for me. Like if yeah. you're like hyper masculine, like ugh, get away from yeah. me. Yeah, and yeah, it's and I think it's it's a lot of like, especially within our community, it's a lot of unresolved like. Um, internalized homophobia. Oh my god! Yeah, that exists because I've heard that before, where people would say, "You know, if I wanted a, you know, a femme guy, I would date a woman or something." Yeah. Like, oh my well, god. Well, you know, they don't. Ha- you know, it's it like at, at some point you kind of you kind of like coming into the gay community and like the first thing you see is toxic, a toxic gay community. I'm not saying all the gay communities like that. There's just you no, know, there's toxic. I mean, the, in, there's oh toxic in everything. You know, yeah. in, in every com- in culture community, there's always yeah, yeah, yeah. toxic toxic people and there's always a toxic part of the population that kind of does that for like for me my first i think the first time i started going out to the clubs and stuff like that was in los angeles was in weho and things like that and that's just like superficial like for gains like yeah yeah, like it's just and it was it's it's hard and you know you would hear all that stuff yeah so no and then um because i had to deal with a lot of internalized homophobia because i did mimic the machismo i did you know i I would see like, they, and this one hurts. I would see gay kids in my high school get picked on, mm-hmm. and I wasn't because of you know the, the the girls I was hanging out with, mm-hmm. and and I would sometimes think, well, as long as it's not me, because uh, you're like you see like uh, yeah. he's part of your community, yeah. and you're just like, yeah, well, it's it's not me, it's like, not me. Uh-huh. And then in that moment, you start like also trying to act butch because you're like. I can't, I can't be him. Right, it's not going to be me. That's not going to be me. And no. you know, he like has no friends. He's sad. Like, yeah, I, that's not going to be me. I have friends. Like, you know, I'm just right. Um, Even though you are really sad. Yeah. <laughs> so and and you start kind of dying a little bit, and then yeah. um and some parts I've and I've shared this with a few people is that in California in 2008 um there was a proposition eight a measure in California yeah um mm-hmm. to that marriage should be between a man and a woman so if you supported the proposition it means that marriage should be be between a man and a woman if you didn't if you if you didn't support it then that means you know marriage equality right right, right so right. I was so homophobic transphobic in 2008 in 2008 oh, wow. and that I supported proposition eight <gasps> Because I wanted to prove something. Wow. I would make phone calls. I would read. Really? I would post, you know, those um, those things that put, people put in their lawns, those flyers. I don't know what they're called. The, the, long po- the, the lawn, lawn posters. posters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cold calls. I would, call, I would knock on doors. And I, yeah, I did that. And, and, but it, it's sad because I was trying to prove something that. Yeah. But inside I was dying. So when. Conversion? Are we good right now? Are we still good? Yeah. When sure. conversion therapy, um, I was like, "Girl, keep going." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for example, when we were lobbying and we were at the Capitol here in Minnesota talking about banning conversion therapy, meeting you know with this, you know representatives and so on, and bearing yeah, yeah. testimony. So you, they have a part where you know people who oppose conversion therapy who want to ban it, yeah, give testimony, and then they give time for the other you know the other group who want to keep conversion therapy mm-hmm. and they would use um people that would consider themselves part of the ex-gay movement oh no or that they were gay or right. that they 
they want to be gay. And there was just one kid that shared his story. Like, you know, my religion teaches me that marriage is between a man and a woman. And I want, you know, I want to be with a woman. You know, I am not, I don't consider myself homosexual. I just deal with the feelings. And he was saying this. And then other people were like, oh, can you believe that, Mary? Like, honey, you as, cool, you, you as gay as I could be. And then you, they were kind of, you know, like, but for me, it was like, I see you and I yeah. know where you're at. Yeah. Because I was there. Right. Yeah. And it hurt. Because oh I was God, like, cause sure. it hurts because you're like, honey, I, <laughs> like, it gets better. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. But the thing is, only you can put yourself out of that. That's true. No matter, no matter. I'm a stranger to this boy. And I was like, there's nothing I can say. Because mm-hmm. you right now, that's what you believe. Yeah. Because I was me. Yeah. I was him. And I saw myself in him. And I was like, and it hurt because I was like. I'm sure. How old was he? Do you remember? I think he was like 20, 21. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's a baby. Oh, like, no. And I was like, how do you prime years? <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I, tell, I tell that to one of my friends, my colleagues. I tell them like. Cause I, you know, I didn't really come out. So I'm 30, I'm going to be 33 this year. You look 25. Thank you. <laughs> but I told him, girl, I was robbed. I, I tell people I was robbed. Like, you yeah. know, conversion therapy robbed me. Like I, um, and, and I'm so grateful to have an amazing partner. So my partner, he came out when he was like 14, 16. Mm-hmm. So he's been out and his parents were so supportive. I've met his parents and his grandparents and they've all been so supportive, welcoming to me. Yeah. So it's so different, you know, from my family. Right. So for him, it's something new, he said. It's learning about me and, like, when mm-hmm. I came out. Because I came out way after he did. Because we're about the same age. Yeah. How old were you when you, like, came out? Came out? Uh, when close friends knew, I was 24. Okay. Um, pub- to my parents, I was 26. Um, by mm. 20, And then by the end of that year, I was out. <laughs> but I did go through. It was, a, it was hard, though. Like, when I came out, I went hard. Yeah. Um, because I was dealing with the religion and things like that, and I was having an identity crisis. Yeah. Because here is this religion that I loved, who right. I gave my heart to, mm-hmm. and they completely, yeah, just like left me. Yeah. And they completely rejected me, and and everything and, you knew was shattered. Basically. And then friends that I had, who I really thought were my friends, left me, like they turned their back on me. I I went to their house, and they're like, you know, we just. Can he? And I was, I was hurt, like, wow. And then I was, I was just like, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, people are like, what do you do? Like, people turn their back on you, and you don't know what to do. No, because you're, you, you're alone. You feel alone. Yeah, but you yeah. know, there's some, you know, friends that stuck around. And so when I, I was like, well, you know, forget it. Then I'm gonna, if I'm gay, then I'm gonna be promiscuous. I'm gonna have with sex with whoever, <laughs> and I'm gonna say yes to everyone, and I'm gonna do drugs. I'm gonna just drink and all this and yeah. then here i'm just morning but who's never drank like i really i thought a tequila shot or a shot was like sample size alcohol oh <laughs> Ooh, i bet your friends had a lot of fun with you when you <laughs> so i so when i showed up when i showed up with this group of guys who i had met you know because i always started hanging out they're like hey roger take shots with us they didn't know that it was my first time drinking oh no <laughs> so he was like and they were like and then I was see, and I saw them, and then I saw them take like the, it was. I think it was Jaeger. It was the or Jagermeister, like the was it, no, like it, was, it was um the one that tastes like cinnamon. What's that um Fireball? Fireball. Mm, it was Fireball. Okay. So I saw them taking shots already, and they, mm-hmm. and they would take the shot, and they would like take a swig of Monster, and I was like, okay, that's how they do it. Yeah. So like you kind of like mimic it. So I'll <laughs> take a shot with us. I was like, okay. Then I was like, 
And I took six, and then they gave me some Malibu. And then we got into, like, the Uber, like, pool, or, like, a taxi. I think it was a taxi at the time. <laughs> like, that's how I like it. <laughs> so then we get to the club, and it's, like, the Abbey. And then we go inside, and, like, oh, let's go dance. And one of the girls that's with me, like, oh, my God, you're so cute. I love the gangs. Um, she's like, let me, buy, let me buy you, like, a drink. So she gets me a tequila shot and a yeah, cranberry yeah. vodka. I love the cranberry vodka, like, because it's all the sugar. So then I get another one. She gets me another, you know, set. Mm. So then I'm already like buzz buzz. So then we go to another bar called Fiesta. And I some guy at the bar gets me a drink. I don't know, like I didn't know him. I was just like and I was just putting mm-hmm. taking him back. I got a long island. I don't remember what happened uh in the next five hours. Well you were I blacked you out. had alcohol poisoning basically. That was a that's a lot of alcohol. I, no, I was like yeah, I was I was sick. I I people told me I was throwing up. <laughs> One of the guys that was with me, he could he said I couldn't leave you alone. Like I stayed at his house. He watched me that night to make sure like I didn't drown in my sleep. Yeah. Like he like set me up to make sure like I was good. Um oh the next God. morning I was throwing I stayed with him like for like almost two nights. <laughs> and I texted called my mom like cause you know I, I was like living with my parents for like a little bit mm-hmm. and then she's like oh like, I was like what are you what are you up to i was like oh i'm just hanging out like you're fine so then <laughs> oh my god I, yeah i was yeah and then i moved after that it was shortly after college interesting and then so are you um so are you close to your family now or is it still kind of i'm close to my siblings we're okay. close to my uh my sister my brothers um, me and my dad actually didn't speak for about two years mm. after I came out. Yeah. Uh, me and my mom, I would love to say we're close. Like, I love my parents. Mm. Like, it's hard to, you know, I love my dad regardless of what happened. I, I, yeah, I, I love him and I can't, yeah. um, do I wish he was more accepting? Do I wish that he would accept me? I do, but am I going to wait for that? No. My mom, I will, we were close. I we were talking every day. We don't really talk every day anymore. I like to say that we're close, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're close as I'd like to think we are. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Um, you just, we, we got to live our lives. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just. Because when I was, so Ryan, my partner, uh, met my family for the first time this last Thanksgiving. But he only met my siblings. Oh. And my mom so le dio el saludo. Like, hi, I'm so-and-so. That's it, my dad. Nah. Nothing. He didn't wow. even come out to greet him or nothing. And I remember that before we went, I told my siblings, hey, I'm coming, you know, visit. Ryan's going to come and visit. Um, and they're like, okay, they were so excited. And I, t- and I called and I told my, my mom and stuff. And then because I also had posted a picture mm-hmm. on Facebook. And then she's like, I don't know why. Your dad just doesn't know why you have to post that. Blonde like tips. He says you're breaking his heart. Ugh. Like they, they, they guilt trip you. Yeah, of course. And, then, and they always will. And I thought my mom was pro- like progressing and like accepting me, but I think as soon as she found out I was with somebody and that it was serious, she kind of yeah didn't really progress that much. And yeah, mm-hmm. and she's like, I just you know I just I'm it's not I'm not gonna accept it and don't ask me to be a part of it, and I don't have to accept any stuff. And I I was like, okay, and I and you have to take that. And I cried. I called one of my best friends and I said, I don't know what to do. Like, I just. Yeah. And I was sobbing and it's just it was I was crying because I said I was waiting for so long for them to come around that I had to come to the realization that they might never come around. And I have to be okay with that. 
If they come around, awesome. That's great. If they don't, I can't. I can't hold for that. Yeah. Because I was. I was. You know. I wasn't moving on. I wasn't. Right. And I wasn't afraid of me. That was afraid of my partner. Like, a lot of times, you know, I still struggle with that. Sometimes I don't. I feel like I don't deserve love. Which like, is not true. I, I know. Sometimes <laughs> you feel like. No, I know. I just... And it's hard to believe. Like sometimes I'm with him, and like we're just watching TV, and I'm and like our dog's there, and I'm just like. You, you like there's like a fear like I'm gonna wake up and I'm like, and you're gonna be back to yeah I'm gonna be back to where I was and it's just it's scary like, it, it is scary and the the struggle is real as you know cliche as that sounds but it is real it's yeah. it's very true and and it happens to so many people yeah. like this is it's actually pretty common yeah which is really sad because for me like like you know you think. You're, we're progressing as people. We're progressing as a country, but yeah. in reality, it, there's still so much. Yeah, and uh, we have a very long way to go. Yeah, and um, I'm really, actually, I really appreciate that you were willing to talk about this, though, because it's, it is really important um, for this for your story to be heard and just to remind everyone that this fucking shit is still happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was surprised at how many people didn't know it was happening. Like, there's like there's a lot of people that messaged me that. You know, you know, hey, I didn't, you know, I didn't know this was a thing. I'm sorry this happened to you. Like, I can't believe this is still happening. Mm-hmm. So, and then because I didn't open, t- like, nobody knew about it. None of my close friends knew about it. Not even my best friends knew about it that oh. I went through this. I just didn't talk about it. Um, it wasn't until, like, I was with Alpha Minnesota, like, volunteering with them. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, topic conversation came up. And then I had told one of them. Like, oh, you know, I, this kid's close to home because I went through this. Yeah. And they said, would you be willing to talk about it? And I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, let's hold up, hold up a minute. Yeah. Um, but Because yeah, it must be hard. You yeah. Know? Like, at first it was hard. Um, but I feel like I had a lot of support and people helping me. But at first. So for me, like, I don't you don't realize something's taking a toll on you until somebody points it out. Yeah. So I didn't realize it was really taking a toll on me. And it was affecting mm-hmm. my relationship. Yeah. Until it was brought to my attention that that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, talking to, you know, my friend's stuff, it's like, well, you're relieving trauma. So yeah. it, 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 it's, it's, you know, it gets you tired. It wears you out more because yeah. you're going back to that place that where it hurt, where it was hard. Um, so, but, you know, just, you just kind of have to kind of work through it and, yeah, kind of figure that out. So, but it was very. I think it was very healing talking about it and seeing things being done. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's for the greater good. People need to know about. It. Pe- people need to be. We need to save people. You know, yeah. it's only passed in nineteen states. Oh my god! It's in like we. You know, we're. You know, so it's in nineteen states where it's. it's out of fifty. Out of fifty. Oh the m- most recent state was Utah. Like you would think that, I mean, <laughs> it's right? Actually, it's actually quite surprising. Like, oh, really? Huh. Yeah, Utah All beat right. Minnesota, so. Ugh. But um, yeah. So no, no. For I, you know, if I can talk about it and uh, you know, yeah, um, educate the public about it to be more vocal too. Um, and that's why it's so important, you know, to vote to uh, yeah. see who you're, who's representing you. Yeah. And what do they represent? Right. Um. No, I agree a hundred percent. Because for me, it's like. You know, I, you know, there's people respect politics, respect, you know, whatever that's there. There's that respectability. And I understand that, like, you know, people have their opinions, but mm-hmm. and I and I agree people have their opinions. 
Yeah. But not when it comes to a human rights issue. Right. Exactly. Or of who you are. Like, I'm sorry, me being gay is not an opinion. It's who I am. It's a fact, honey. Mm-hmm. Like, facts, you know, it's a fact. Facts like, are facts. <laughs> yeah, like, check that, honey. <laughs> like, check that. Like, yeah, I'm not an, I'm not a, an opinion. Like, right. no, like, I'm sorry, just because you don't believe I don't exist doesn't, like, right. doesn't mean I'm not here. Yeah, do you That's, want me to pinch you? Do you want me to punch you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. You know, and that's why, you know, like, I'm, for example, I'm not a fan of Pete Buttigieg. Like, I'm not a fan of him as a, you know, a candidate. Neither but I do, I. you know, I do like the fact that he's gay and that he's, you know, but the thing is, I'm like, he could do a little better. But I'm glad there's a gay man. At least there's some representation. Like, not the best one I would like. No. Candidate. But, um. What makes me really sad, though, is that, um, well, A, right now, he's leading the polls in Iowa, in Iowa. which I'm like, oh, God. But also, it makes me sad that, if he does get, you know, the Democratic, um, if he does become the Democratic Nomination, candidate, yeah. yeah, I don't think he can beat Trump. No, America's not ready for a gay man. No, America's not ready for a gay man. Which Amer- sucks, yeah. Which is I sad. know, which, and America's not ready for a woman, you know, as much, because I, I'm a huge fan of Warren. I am. But um, I have to face reality where, like, I, I don't think she has a chance. Because she's a woman. I would love a woman president, and I think she's great. Yeah. But I don't think we're there yet as a country. No. Well, we saw that with Hillary. Like, you know, I'm always in. I wasn't a fan of Hillary either. But no. Like, but the thing is, the scru- but you realize, you know, whether you're a fan of her or not, you realize the scrutiny she went through, Trump didn't go through. Like, right, exactly. There's that male misogyny. Yeah. That I think that, I think there's a lot of things that in this country we need to address. Um, but, you know, that's... But that's another That's a story. whole other podcast. <laughs> Oh my God, Roger! Thank you so much yeah. for being on my show. Normalia. <laughs> That's my theme song. It's like low key. I love it. I love low it. Low budget. I love I it. I sing it myself. <laughs> so one final thing that I do want to ask you, or not necessarily ask you, but I I want you to. I'm gonna ask you. So what do you want to tell the community? What do you want to tell the people? What do I want to tell the people? What do you want to tell to gente? La comunidad. La comunidad. I would say is love doesn't have conditions. And I would say that um, no matter what you're doing, um, to really look at who you are and see if that's who you want to be. And if you're living the life for you that you want to live or you're trying to please somebody, for me, that was a wake up call. Um, so, re- you know, kind of real fast, I did. I have been through a shooting, um, and or when I lived in a co- worked at a college in Oregon, and when I was there hiding, um, I realized that's when I was also realizing that I, I was still waiting on somebody. I'm living, you know, trying to please my parents, trying to please the church, trying to please all these other people, trying to do all these things to be the perfect gay. Mormon person or whatever. And I realized, shit, I'm not living for me. Like that night I cried. I was like, I could have died today and I hadn't lived. Wow. So, you know, it's a blessing to, um, and to cherish that. Yeah. So for me, if I can leave that with you, like love without conditions and love yourself. That's was, this is the most important part. And as the tears are going down my <laughs> eyes, I will say adios to everyone. 
Adiós. Hasta Chao. la próxima.